Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Mr Newby and Lucy Freeman. Harriet Carmichael is sunning herself in Greece, the dirty slacker, where she's fiddling with Captain Corelli's mandolin and having a whale of a time. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Well, there's nothing like a good week in Ambridge, and that was nothing like a good week in Ambridge. This week on The Archers was not The Archers, it was all creatures great and small. The sound effects people went bananas, there were dogs and horses everywhere, and Lillian started answering the phone saying, Darabee 385? We began the week with Justin and Lillian squabbling about buying an eventer called Double Bill or Overpriced or something. Just remind me, has someone made Justin and Lillian be together? Was it compulsory? Is there some sort of financial reward? Do they win a prize, maybe? (laughs) Why are two people who clearly loathe each other and spend the entire time trying feverishly to wind each other up, even together? Matt may have been a wide boy git, but Lillian did at least seem to quite like him. Lillian's main aim in doing this eventing malarkey was basically networking, she said. Oh yes, because when you're rubbing barbered shoulders with Princess Anne at badminton horse trials, the first thing she'll ask you is if you've got a two-bedroom bungalow to rent overlooking by <laughs> Borchester Bypass. Justin wanted to do boating things instead. Yachting, don't be daft. It has to be something you can do in Ambridge. A, Ambridge is landlocked and no one can swim. And B, you couldn't fit a yacht on the pond. They could get a pedalo on the fishing lake. That's about all it's fit for now. They could put on matching life jackets and thrash the water to a foam. (laughs) We cross to the surgery where Jacob seems to have stopped being nice entirely and is suddenly being violently unpleasant to Denise, prompted by absolutely nothing. I suspect Denise doesn't have her eye on the job properly, truth be told, as she's also a midwife and she's running a detox centre in Wales. But that is still no excuse. I mean, Jacob was a bit brusque and a bit tactless before, but never outright rude. So what's happened? There was then a lot of boring old cock about horses' legs pointing in the wrong direction or something. It was all a bit medical and technical, so I'll explain it for you. Stop me if I get too advanced. The horse had got a bad leg and kept going oof every time it got up off the sofa and could only wear its comfy shoes, not its high ones. No one noticed the horse going oof except the owner... So the owner gave it a Nurofen and then said to Justin, you should definitely buy this horse. It has got really good running legs. Look at its legs running away there. And the horse said, I'm only running because I've had that Nurofen and I can't have another till half past 11, can I? Jacob said, it is not allowed to give a horse Nurofen and I am telling the police. And Justin said, okie dokie, well, I don't even want to buy a boat now. So what do I do with the hundreds of thousands of pounds I appear to have kicking about? Keep quiet about it and stop showing off, is my advice. In another deeply strangely bit, we went all the way to the Isle of Wight so that Frances Barber and what this splendid and revered actress thought she was doing, I do not know, could call Lillian a walrus. But I wasn't paying much attention as I was too busy wondering when we were going to get off the Isle of Wight and return to Ambridge to actually get on with some plot. But we didn't. We did return, but bugger all happened. What else can I tell you? Noodles are hard price in the shop. Barry Simmons' rats got mites. 
Cecil Jackson's after Audrey. Tracy's fixed the printer and tarantulas are bad for dogs. Tarantulas are bad for dogs? I have to admit to being baffled by that. Is that if the dog eats the tarantula or the tarantula eats the dog? Does the dog choke down some enormous bitey hairy spider the size of a Jack Russell and then wonder why it's got a bit of a dicky tummy? (laughs) Meanwhile... Back at Skeldale House in Darraby, a West Highland Terrier called Moose had smashed a mug which upset Alistair and Tracy was keen for Jazza to clean her curtains. We then had a brief interlude in which we abandoned all creatures great small and turned immediately into some mothers do have them, in which Tracy dived under chairs chasing escaped mammals and Alistair shot round the surgery on roller skates in a beret shouting, ooh, shula. <laughs> and the pinnacle of a week of such supreme dodginess it made Crossroads look like Tolstoy, we ended up trying to care about a dog we don't know formerly owned by a woman we've never met being given away to another woman we don't know while in the background Jacob seemed to be giving his best impression of Mr Spock I have never been more relieved to hear the theme tune I just don't know what to say about this week I've been listening for 342 years as you know and I have never heard a week like it if this is going to be the standard could they bring back the monologues possibly or the potter's wheel as any fool know we only leave Ambridge in extreme emergencies when we are dropping someone off somewhere awful like rehab or Birmingham. We do not just go there on a <laughs> jaunt to meet overly theatrical yacht brokers who chew the scenery. As Justin put it, what happens in cows stays in cows, which is a good motto for sailors and vets. The end. <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> I thought it was an odd week. Odd? That's a bloody understatement. It was my, you, my... the whole of Twitter and the listening public. Everyone was just going... What the? What is this? My frame of reference is obviously considerably narrower than yours, but but I was thinking, I don't know what is happening. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much the entire week. Who is this? What is? What is? What this, is? Who is? What is? Well, this is this is the other thing is that they've they've uh, they've obviously they're going um, end of lockdown bonkers, and I've started introducing seven new characters every week, and yes. I and I never know whether they are. Whether they're old characters or new characters, and, um, and actually this week I had no idea what any of them was doing there. To be honest <laughs> with you. But um, it's uh, it's it's I I'm very glad that I became a newbie last year and not now because if I mm. turned up now I'd mm. be re reassessing my life decisions fairly Throwing urgently. In the towel I after think. About three minutes in, I should think. <clears throat> I mean, they're trying to. Get us. I don't understand. I do. I just don't understand. I don't understand. They were trying to get us to care, to emotionally invest in a receptionist who we've heard sort of in passing. Oh, ring Denise at the at the surgery. Okay, so she's not brand new. She's been referenced at least. Yeah, but in a passing sort of like yeah, yeah. in the same way that um, the waitress at the at the at Gay Grables <laughs> has been has been referenced. <laughs> we do, we're not suddenly trying to adopt bloody dogs for her. This is just, you know, and then, we, and then we're hearing all about her children and when they're going to university and everything. And I don't care. I want to know what's happening to Alice and I want to know what's happening to Neil and Susan. Well, I mean, well, exactly. I mean, the whole Neil and... I mean, this is not the first time that I've... that we've had a week in, in the last few months where they've put sort of bubbling storylines completely on hold and nothing has been heard of them at all. For an entire week but it does seem that the the storylines this week were all started and wrapped up yeah within the week and yeah. it makes me makes me think that that is that that's basically uh, a throwaway they they've written that 
Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Uh, and Maybe they... everyone got COVID. But also, I mean, I was thinking, well, it's summer, you know, everyone goes away. And, all. and I was thinking, no, this is recorded three months ago. This is recorded in, yeah. you know, June. Yeah. So, so what I the think, hell? I, I, th- I think... I think they wrote it and then felt like they'd got to use it. They wrote it just in case and then didn't want to waste it. Right. I don't it's know. like when you make something dodgy out of all the leftovers yes, right, from yeah. a dinner party and or yeah. whatever, and you, you, you put it all together and you make, well, it's sort of a pie, and I'll put mash on the top from what we had <laughs> left, and we'll put, I'll put that sauce on it, because that's a shame to waste that. It was nice. And, and I've got a, hand, a handful of hundreds and thousands. Yeah. So they're going on. <laughs> None of it makes sense. Oh, and I can use up that other weird thing in the freezer that's been sat there for ages. And then you put it, you make it, whatever it is, and look at it a bit doubtfully, and then put it in the freezer and think, I will use that one day. And then yeah. the joy when you finally get to use it. But it is as revolting as you always suspected it would be. <laughs> but you're jolly well yes, going to eat it. Because you made it and you were prepared and you didn't yes. waste anything. Exactly. I mean, do so. I was my, one of my questions was: Is this something they do sometimes? But it sounds like it's not. So I can understand not to this if they've extent. got if they've got big storylines, um, and we we it feels like we're getting towards the end of Alice, so that might even be done now because she's back in rehab and she'll just turn up in six months' time like nothing's happened. But I think um, she's turning up uh, quite soon, actually. Oh God, really? Mm. Oh, no. I had a sneaky peeky. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so that means next week then. Maybe. Oh, okay. oh, oh, I don't think after this week. I'm not sure I'm ready for Alice <laughs> next week. Ordinarily, I'd be like, okay, good, fantastic. We're getting yeah. back to proper storylines. But Alice, oh god. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like. So there, there are these cycles where they have a big storyline and then it sort of fizzles out or comes mm-hmm. to an end, however they do it. And then, because we did have one of these weeks before, a little bit like this, and it was, um, it was yeah, when I thought Alice was finished first time. Um, and then they they have a sort of, they take a breather for a week. Yeah, they and then, back, have and a then, bit of a backpedal, just free, exactly. freewheel for a week. And then, exactly, yeah. and there was there was one week a few, a couple of months ago where it actually it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun stuff going on. I can't remember what it was now. But um, but I, I feel like we're revving up for something. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, this is the but calm before the storm. There's going to be a nuclear accident or uh, they can't be, a hurricane. Or yeah, okay, but that was a relatively small explosion, wasn't it? We're, it's a village. How big an explosion do you want? <laughs> Nothing happens Honestly, at the moment, I wouldn't mind too much if the entire place got levelled. <laughs> <laughs> Just smouldering ruins of Ambridge. <laughs> and we can all go back to living our lives without having to listen to any of this again, ever. My friend's mum lives in a village. This is the most exciting thing that's happened there this summer. My friend's mum lived in a village and someone donated a vibrator to the white elephant stall. Did they, the summer fate. And they did didn't they know, know what it, it was. was vibrant? Right, there they we go. didn't know what it was, and the lady marked it up. She sold it for one pound fifty, and ah. she put on it whisk in brackets slow. <laughs> Does it not have a fast setting? Then surely these. I mean, I I don't know anything about any of this sort of thing. Drill. You're not trying to get through asphalt. <laughs> I mean, 
vibrating does rather suggest, you know, a, a reasonably high tempo. Exactly. Well, maybe otherwise, she was expecting it didn't have any bl- a balloon bit on the end of it or something. Uh, otherwise, it's, otherwise, it's just moving, isn't it? It needs yes. to be if it's throbbing, <laughs> it throbbing whisk. That's what she. Put. <laughs> <laughs> you want your eggs throbbed? That's Did the anybody... very way to do it. Do we know if anybody bought Appar- it? Probably the poor woman, embarrassed woman that donated it in the first place by accident. I so had to my, hurry and buy it and take it away. My dad was a uh, my dad was a soldier, and we uh, for a few years we lived um, in Harrogate at the apprentices colleges there, which which is where all the young soldiers, and when I mean young, I mean school leavers. So right. they and sometimes even earlier than that, they used to have you know fates. Mm. And they were announcing um, one summer, they were announcing over the tannoy that they'd got brown paper bags that they were selling for, a, I don't know, 50 pence a pop or something or a pound a pop. Um, and, and I pestered dad um, to, to get me one of these brown paper bags because all, the, all these squaddies were all rushing to the brown paper bag stall. Um, right. and, and I pestered dad to... Well, no, but that's the thing. It was what was in the brown paper bags. What was in the um, brown paper bags? And, well, uh, it was never explained to me explicitly. Was it ladies with no clothes on? It was ladies <gasps> with no clothes on, I think. They yes. were selling porn? They were selling porn, yeah. In uh, this When was... did you grow up? 1937? <laughs> no, this was... Let me think about this. This, this, this was mid-80s. No! So, yeah. It was, Stuck um... together copies of Fiesta? <clears throat> I have no idea as to the condition of the (laughs) the condition. I don't. I don't think it was sort of. um, It was reclaimed hedgerow grumble. (laughs) (laughs) I I would. I would hope that it was at least new. But um, but as I wasn't clearly, I wasn't allowed one of these brown paper bags. I never got. How did your dad say? No, you can't have it. It's full of ladies with. With, with oh, I can't even. I think he just. Um, Grown ups or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and on the, his go-to line when with anything like that was, "I'll tell you when you're older." Oh, okay. And that and that was then a clear sign that I yeah. <laughs> needed to stop asking questions yes. and immediately <laughs> use your own tactics to find out exactly what it was. Get hold of it. <laughs> no, I've, I've I've never I've um, no no I wouldn't do anything like that. Very compliant. Yes. I was absolutely. Very, I was a very. I was. I was and remain a very good boy, indeed. <laughs> um, unlike Justin, who I think had a bit of a crush on um, old Thingamabob. Oh Francis God! Barber. No, it was disgusting. Drooling all over. It was revolting. What was she doing? I. I mean, it took me a couple of days to figure out that it was Francis Barber because I never look at the cast list or anything, and I was thinking i recognize that voice mm. i'm sure i've it's heard one, that voice one, before one 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 decibel of that laugh and you think oh yes, yeah, yeah, know, yeah yeah exactly yeah there's yeah. nobody else who sounds like they smoke 120 <laughs> fags a day an hour yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think she she must just totally. have a... <laughs> and she gets that enormous range in her in her i'd love to hear how yeah. doing her that kind of she starts off so high and then it yeah. goes you know yeah, yeah. incredible no the whole thing was the whole thing was utterly revolting um and yeah, and as I, you were quite right about her chewing the scenery. And then I suppose if you know you're going to be in it for a week, and yeah. that's your that's your lot, yeah. then by God, <laughs> you'd better get your money's bit. worth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it did seem. Uh, I think this is this is another thing that they do, though, isn't it? That they'll get somebody really well known in just for a very short period. Yeah. Because because obviously Francis Barber isn't going to. 
have a regular role. Somebody like Francis Barber isn't going to have a regular role in the Archers. No. Um, but it did seem like a bit of a waste of. Um, it really yeah, you did. Know, a and, very very fine actor. And and uh, and just why did the storyline have to involve them leaving the village entirely to go to the Isle of Sodding? Why we don't we don't know anything about Lillian's history in Guernsey, and we don't care because that will happen right. without us. Okay, so, so she, 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 that wasn't part of the, she wasn't in the show before, she, she didn't leave to go to Guernsey then? I think she did, yes, because she grew up in Ambridge, so she was there, okay. and then she right. married Ralph Bellamy and left, and then I don't know, and then she, when he died or left her, then she moved to Guernsey and was sort of the merry, and the, merry John. Did, the merry divorcee there. Yeah. Um, clearly very merry by the sound of it, but, you know, just make a self-contained storyline that involves Ambridge. Why? Well, you, I mean, you you do know that they don't actually have to. They don't actually have to go to the pile of shite. Sorry, I shouldn't say. I apologies, Leslie Wood. I I I have That's explained this before. Bye, Leslie. <laughs> See you later. No, I should explain that I've only ever been to the pile of shite. Uh, in the winter months, and right. whenever I have set foot on the island, it has humped it down for the entire duration of my stay. Okay. So it's been cold and wet. Well, I think and, that's probably your problem, not and, the Isle of Wight's well, well, possibly. And also, in the, in, in the winter, there is nothing and nobody there. It's right. just the whole place is shut, basically. Okay. So my experiences of the lovely Isle of Wight are perhaps not entirely re- representative, and I shouldn't be unkind about it. Um, but, yeah, you understand that they don't actually have to go to the Isle of Wight. Right, they can. They're, they're no, but I get anxious in. when we leave Ambridge. I'm only, I don't even like it when we go to Borchester, to be honest. If they're clubbing in Felpersham, I'm very worried and I want them back. I think, oh, thank God for that when they're in the cab on the way home, you know, slagging each other off. I'm always happier then. Um, but uh, no, the, 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 um, the whole it was a very strange storyline from the beginning because I what is this money? What. They, I mean, sold, they, they sold a farmhouse on some land right. somewhere. No, there was so that was there was a lot of exposition, by yeah. the way, in the in the early part yes. of the week to yes. set all of this up. That barn near the rewilding that yes. we sold to Justin. You remember that? Um, but they, they were going, the rewilders were going to turn it into an information centre or something, and then they, oh, they filled it with bats or something. I don't know what they did with it. <laughs> Turned it into a big plumps clo. Yes. Uh, but so they've they Justin's a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. And does what does Lillian do? <laughs> Generally, <Good Lynn>? question. <laughs> Lillian is alleged when she remembers, or when the scriptwriters need to hurry something along a bit, they try and remember that Lillian is actually a high flying businesswoman of her all in her own right. Okay. She, she runs right. a um, property agency called Amside. Okay, that was one of the companies that they were going to get put yeah. on the side of the yacht. She never is there. Even yeah. even before lockdown, she yeah. was never there. Right. She had a secretary for a bit who bossed her about, and that was an, an interesting and quite funny, and she was a good character, and then that all just went dead again. And she never remembers that she's got... Apart from when, apart from when Peggy Woolley wants her to drive her somewhere, she says, I can't, Mum, I'm, I'm completely up to my ears in Amside. And you think, oh, really? That's the first time you've mentioned it. It's Christmas <laughs> sure, 1999, but anyway. She doesn't even work in the shop or the cheese factory, and everybody, as far as yes, I can works work out, works shop. in the shop or the cheese factory, one of the two. It's not a factory, it's a dairy. But are they not... Ret- Retirement age, anyway, Justin and Lillian. Yes. Lillian. Yes, they are. Right. Yeah. So, so they've got 
I mean, I hate to even suggest it, but you know they've got this enormous sum of money, which they're. I just, I know I'm, I know I'm old-fashioned, and I know I'm massive snob. I just thought it was hugely tasteless. It was hugely tasteless. What shall we do with this big, you know? Yes. Loads yeah. of people haven't made it through bloody lockdown. With shall with their... we give it away? Yeah. Oh, I know. Let's you know. Let's just waz it up the wall on something eccentric. Ha 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 ha. Why don't I mean, you give this it to a bloody the, food bank? Or, oh, I don't know. But we're literally talking about, I mean, she, Lillian mentioned... Or, hundreds uh, of thousands yuck, of pounds. Hundreds of yeah. thousands of pounds, right. Yeah. That they want to spend. And, is, I mean, is there money in, in inventing? I bet there's not. No. It's got to be one of those things yeah, that, you've, it's, it's, you, you know, you've yeah. got to have enough money to do it. Yes. And if you, yeah. if you have... Well, well, it is exactly like yachting. It's completely pointless, yeah. but a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, right. And yachting, I mean, that's... If, you, if you're serious about racing yachts, that's very very big money yeah it's millions you know yeah uh, so i just i didn't why don't they just retire for goodness sake and put the money well, because into... they wanted a couple of months ago they were having this chat weren't they and they said they wanted to do something together a joint venture together because they weren't spending any time together and they wanted to do a businessy thing together right and now you get back to your uh, point for the monologue which is why? Yes, when they don't even, Why? they can't even share a car journey they, from Southampton without wanting to stamp on each other's heads. They hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. They drive each other up the bloody wall, yeah. and there's never, there's never any sort of, um, there's never any tender moments, or no. the, the, they never enjoy and each other's company at all. Genuine affection, is it? It's all this mock teasing, and it's yeah. all about getting one up on each other the whole time. Yeah, you know, because yeah. when Justin's going, I just want to make you happy. Blah blah blah. By getting a yacht. And he knew that it was going to make her happy. He did it because he wanted it. You know, it's just... There's no sense of any actual fondness or kindness or love or affection there at all. None. No. and But it does sound like Lillian had quite a lot of fun when she was doing the yachting in yes. Guernsey, though. It sounds yes. like she was a bit of a wild child. Yeah, well, she was. But, well, she's always hit the... She's always been a party... A party girl. She's always the last one to leave a party. Because I haven't seen girl. this at all. I just, I get this, you know, no. I've had, you know, nine months of, of her and Justin niggling each other. Yeah. And that's been about, about, been about it. No, I mean, when, when, when Justin and Lillian first started their relationship, um, Justin was married and she had to leave his house via the French windows in the snow wearing a fur coat and nothing else. Oof. So... You know, I mean, it, I'd, I'd expect that from Tracy because yeah. she she did more or less exactly the same thing yes. when she I, left. Jazz honest, I'd the, imagine the Tracy just wears a fur coat and nothing else at <laughs> all the times. But uh, I wouldn't have thought that of Lillian. No, you see, you yeah, you've missed you've missed. It's interesting actually from this perspective. I hadn't thought of it like this, but because you came in it during COVID, you haven't seen any of them having any fun. You haven't seen any parties or big no. nights at the ball or anything like that. No, and yet. Here I still am. I know you need to. But there was, I mean, there was really quite. There was, <laughs> there was like, uh, there was all sorts of. Um, oh, I don't mind who you learned your sailing skills with. It's how we use them together, you mm. know. And uh, yeah. um, you, you used to have a fine old time at sea, and mm. um, uh, something about taking instruction from your very capable hands, and yes. and Whoa. it was all. It was. <laughs> I'm sat there cringing myself inside out and thinking, oh, no, this doesn't fit at all. But ah. but, but then... Yes. Uh, but it does, actually. It does, yeah. It does. But I, 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 that doesn't mean I want it to. No. I'd, rather it, I'd rather it didn't. 
all things considered. You're you're right though. I hadn't thought about it. it they were all completely self-contained storylines, weren't they? Well, that one totally. Was. They they all started and finished yeah. this week. They're all done. We won't hear anything about any of that ever again. And thank the Lord. Because t- Twitter did immediately say, "Oh, oh, oh, um, Tracy's going to be the new receptionist at the vets," and then that was very quickly made. Yep, yeah, no, that's gone. That that's gone. The dogs uh, all sorted out. The yacht the sorted out. The horses yeah. sorted out. Um, the what else was there this week? Uh, that, that was wasn't it. about it actually. But good it really lord, was. talk about slim pickings. I know. Um, so we'd got, yeah, yeah, that was it. Jazz and Tracy. Yeah. Oh no, but so Jazz and Tracy. Mm. Uh, this is going one of two ways, isn't it? Because Trace, we're we're starting down the the route of domesticity. Yes. And that's either going to be wedding bells or yet another mm. breakup. Yeah. Which do we think? I think it's wedding bells, actually, because... Oh, oh you're old romantic. Ja- Jazza, well, I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying with the, as Jeeves says, the grim inevitability of Greek tragedy, that's where we're going to end up. I think... Um, <laughs> uh, Jazza wasn't averse to having his curtains cleaned by Tracy. He was. <laughs> I think we all. I think we all enjoy having our curtains cleaned now and again, Lucy. <laughs> he, it does you good. <laughs> he. Um, it was just that he wanted to loll about in the sun and have a nice time. He didn't want to piss around with lots of. Oh, I don't know, because he, he was velvet throws and things. He was looking forward to, I think he was looking forward to having her around and being able mm. to have lunch together. He, made, mm. he even said, I think, you know, it'll be nice to have lunch always while they were eating lunch. She said, this is nice to be able to sit and have lunch. No, she you. said that. Oh, did she? Mm. Oh, bloody hell. All right. That, there goes my theory. Um, but, but I, I, think th- he... I don't think he's averse to a bit of domesticity. And he's been saying, like he said to Ed, I think I'm ready to settle down now. And I'm, you know, didn't he? He did. So... But on the other hand, he is having a good old moan to Alistair about throws and and um, It wasn't really a good old moan. It was just a bit of a whinge, really. It wasn't kind of proper serious. I don't know. Okay. It seems a bit early in the relationship. I mean, you know, we all get to that stage eventually uh, in relationships where things start to... To niggle a bit, but oh, do but we? The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I expect, uh, but um, but I don't know. It seems a bit early for that um, sort of, yeah, for him to be finding things unpleasant. <laughs> but well, she did because she found the bloody motorbike unpleasant. Yeah, well, that's fine. No, no, I mean, no, it doesn't mean you have to like everything, and you can oh. say, "No, I don't want to do that again." <laughs> but, uh, but, that but, hurt. but, I don't want to Please, please don't do that again. <laughs> um, but just sort of more general. Only on um, your birthday. But, or... <laughs> More general structural stuff, you know, um, the, the, the sort of the nuts and bolts of the relationship. Yeah. Um, those tend to, those tend to be, oh, look, you know, she's got some cushions and yeah. a throw, uh, at least to, be, to begin yeah. with. Exactly. But there was, um, there was a, 
uh, a bit about um, the, the, the dog. They both got quite soppy about the dog. And the first thing people in serious relationships do, completely unwisely and stupidly, is go and adopt a sodding animal. So yeah. I was thinking, oh, Christ, don't tell me they're going to end up with the dog. So I was quite glad that they didn't. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather they ended up with the dog than Alistair, who has to be... <laughs> I mean, he's like that I vet could, on them. Um, I forgot he was a vet. <laughs> I completely I forgot he was a vet. What are doing? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you couldn't. It's it's exactly that. It's yeah. he's he clearly hates animals. Yeah. <laughs> How did he ever end up as a vet? And you'd expect. I mean, I'm 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 not an enormous believer in in you know dogs having a sixth sense about about you know good people, bad people, blah blah blah. But you would expect people a vet. with treats, people without treats. That's what well, right, exactly. Can, can I can I smell food somewhere yes. on this person's? Yes. Do they body? look like a soft touch? Also good. Yes. Yet. Right. Then they'll go get me something. Yeah. But you'd expect a, a you know a vet to be able to pick up a dog out of a basket without getting bitten, <laughs> or at least not being massively surprised about it when he did. What oh, the hell? It just that made yeah. no sense at all. No. It was. That was another totally random one, another random bit that was just like, what is the point of this, please? Oh, there is yes. one. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, Jacob. Yeah. He, Mr. Spock. You, right, you, you, and you, you talked about this in the monologue as well. So I've only ever heard Jacob speaking to Kate. Right. He's the only person he has talked to. He told during... Lillian her horse was fat. She kept saying, well, I know... <laughs> I know, you know, he could do with a little bit. He said, no, he's fat. I quite like him because he's the only one that doesn't pussyfoot around. He actually just... Well, no, right. I mean, and I've said this in the past that he's um, he's fantastic with Kate because yes. he doesn't stand for any nonsense yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not... But the, the thing is, he's not nasty. He's not unkind. He's not unpleasant. No. Until this week. Unless you happen to be his receptionist, yes. And they were trying. They were trying to make out that he'd got a lot on. There was a lot of pressure yeah. and so on and so forth. He'd got one horse to look at. Yeah, but it was a. If he'd got that wrong, and they'd bought it, then they were open to a. Oh, quite absolutely. Lawsuit, which could and this was finished them. This was what made me laugh about uh, Lillian bringing that hamper down. Mm. And uh, Jacob said it himself. It was completely unnecessary. Yeah. She thought that he was, you know, being extra careful yeah. and and you know looking after her interests yeah. it wasn't it was arse covering a hundred percent arse covering yeah. oh christ if i screw yeah. this up we're, yeah. we're finished yeah. basically yeah. so he you know he had to do that completely thoroughly but yeah. i mean i don't know it didn't sound to me like there was a great deal of work involved in uh, in examining one horse he did a, he did some ultrasounds and some some blood tests and you know Gave it a sugar lump, and, and that was. <laughs> well, the person we need to ask about this is our resident vet, Jen, who does oh. work on horses and right. will know exactly what is involved, so we can ask her. Okay, well, so, perhaps she'd like to let us know whether that's about 10 days' work that Jacob was trying to pack into two, as far as I could tell. I think, but he just... I think they are quite clumsily, in my view, and I'm sorry trying to introduce an element of neurodiversity into the village by including, by suggesting that Jacob may have something, may have an element of neurodiversity somewhere. So he does hyper-focus really, really well. He con mm -hmm. is concentrating totally and solely on that. So any distraction is incredibly annoying and he snaps. 
they they really egged it up. So the way he was talking in a very uh, um, bizarre way when he in his Kate has also pointed out that sometimes my responses are not appropriate for the da 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 da. And I thought, why well, is he suddenly he, talking like a bloody textbook? It was he weird. called and he called Tracy foolish. Yeah, foolish for goodness' sake. Yeah. I'd have. He'd have been eating that sodding yeah. report if he'd... I mean, who I mean, who calls anybody foolish? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard... I mean, a child yeah. 30 years ago, possibly, yes. you know? Yeah. But, I mean, that's just not a word that gets used yeah. at all anymore. No. Certainly not by one adult to another. Mm. So maybe you're right. Maybe they are I think trying to d- signal something here. Don't, I don't know whether... The, yeah, it, it's definitely... <sighs> There's something going on, otherwise they wouldn't have egged it to that extent. So. It's all really heavy-handed, it isn't is. it? It is. It's definitely um, they're pasting it on. It was. It was a bit like watching a. Um, yeah, going back to the eighties again. Recurring theme this week. It was a bit like watching an eighties American sitcom, but without the laughs. You know, it all got packaged up, yeah. and there was a nice yeah. little, nice little moral at the end mm-hmm. of you know, Jacob, you shouldn't be rude to people, and yeah. you should listen to people there's and find time out what. For, there's always time to be nice. Exactly, uh, it was, um, mm. but it, it, the whole thing was just a, an enormous emotional. Well, yeah, yeah. No, not emotional, but a, a huge sledgehammer yeah. to um, that just I don't know. The whole thing turned me off completely. Yeah, and who the hell calls a dog moose? By the way. Well, I can tell you, the dog in Fraser, Eddie, uh, his real name was Moose. But that was M O O S E. I've no idea oh, no, why this dog no, was that's... apparently called M O U S S E. Oh, right. It's ridiculous. No, moose, Moose, M O O S E, I could understand. Yeah. But um, we only know that it wasn't that because, because uh, well, he said, as in Strawberry Moose yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he doesn't know that, does he? Because it could be spelt M O O S E. Depends how the dog spelled it, and I bet nobody asked him. Her. Oh, oh, actually, talking of our resident vet, she has emailed us. Oh, right. Well, she's emailed you. Uh, has she? Mm, she wants what, since, since, since the start of the since the start of the programme? Yep, very, very quick. That's very, that's very clever. She wants to know if you'd like some chocolate. <laughs> no, she said, dear Uncle Newbie. Yes. Uh, she's emailing on behalf of... Uh, ben at Brookfield Farm. Oh, this is an Uncle Newbie. Uh... Until recently, I always identified as the strong but silent type. My parents really believed I should be seen but not heard. It's traditional around Ambridge. Ha. Then I got chatting to Rory about his joystick. Now I can even have firm, passive-aggressive conversations about toast with alcoholic second cousins once removed. The problem is my girlfriend Evie hasn't come on this journey with me. She is still a silent. All the hot women around here are like Sabrina and Lavinia. (laughs) Then at a wedding in our barn, a girl spoke to me, literally spoke. It was amazing. And now I can't stop thinking about her. What should I do? Confused, the cupboard under the stairs, Brookfield Farm. Right, yeah. Well, so first of all, who's Lavinia? Ah, ah, ah. Lavinia Rafferty has a schnauzer. That sounds like a code for something, doesn't it? Oh, dear. When Shula announced that she wanted to leave Alistair... Yes. Lavinia Rafferty had, I think she lives in Darrington, had been hitting on, well, she'd been hitting on everybody. She's a silent. Um, okay. And then uh, in, a, in a fit of pique, uh, Alistair went off uh, and rogered her. Ooh, okay. He went to go and treat her schnauzer and things developed from there. <laughs> As they so often do. He was do. rubbing ointment into her schnauzer and then it all <laughs> took off. 
it was inevitable. It really. was, yeah. The minute he laid hands on her schnauzer, I it, know, was, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was always, it was always going to happen. Okay, so Ben mm. and uh, and Evie. I mm. think I said something about this last week, but um, I, in an absolute shocker, which I can hardly believe, uh, two people in the Archers who are together have absolutely nothing in common, don't enjoy the same things, um, make each other thoroughly miserable and um, should separate as soon as possible. Right. Because uh, the only... So obviously I haven't heard Evie, nobody has, but um, the only things we hear about her are... And, okay, you're only getting Ben's side of the story, I suppose, but they, they're they always disapproving. So the, the whole, the whole um, uh, sex caravan... Oh, yeah, she wasn't too keen on that, was she? No, she wasn't but keen at all. Right well, be? no, all right, fair enough. But nonetheless, if if Ben were with somebody um, who was right for him, then, she, you know, she'd have at least, I don't know, she was just, she was very down on the whole thing. And it feels like she's down on him generally. That's just the, the impression that I've got. You don't have much to go on, do you? But it's just the impression I've got over the last. Uh, nine months or whatever it is, um, and and I think and I think the fact that she never spoke was probably. I mean, presumably she did speak to him at some point, but, uh, <laughs> um, rather than just pointing at things and clicking her fingers. Uh, but to the fact that she never spoke meant that she was. They were never meant to be, Lucy. I suspect. Right. Okay. And I think that um, Ben will be much, much, much better off with the Mince Princess. Mm, the Mincess. The Mincess, exactly. Yeah. She seems. She seems. Um, she seems quite nice. She does. She does. And she's definitely going to be around because she's announced her her um, her her tenureship on Twitter, which is always a sign that they're. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But when? So when Ben is probably going off to nursing school soon? Do we know where that is? I thought he was doing a nursing degree at Borchester College. Okay, so he'll yeah, he'll stay still, at home. Stay He's there, not yeah. leaving the show. Already. No. So Ben, good for you. You finally got somebody who actually speaks to you, <laughs> and uh, that can only be an improvement. <laughs> as long as she doesn't attempt to put a velvet throw on your bed. And now we cross to the village green to take our places at the Borchester and District Horse of the Year show. District Horse of the Year show. We are delighted to be sponsored this year by Rodway and Watson and what's left of Borchester land. Refreshments are available, ladies and gentlemen. The bulls doing sires and exotic sandwiches. Just remember to check what's in them as Wayne's on shift. The Bridge Farm Tea Rooms is offering its standard fare, so if anyone remembers rationing, that should be a trip down memory lane. And the Bridge Farm Shop is doing its usual full range of leak. We have a packed itinerary for you today, and it's all in aid of the church roof, because winter's coming on and we still don't have one. So it's show jumping first, then the pet show with classes including angry guinea pig that looks most like Peggy Woolley, and a cow with biggest bowel movement. Tommy Croker and his Acid House Big Band Sound will be giving us all a tune this afternoon, and then we have Pandora Heatherly Weatherly, sponsored by the Average Stables, who will be doing a display of dressage. No mention of the horse, 
Oh, I see. She's only on lesson two, so it'll just be Pandora Heavenly Weatherly doing the dressage, but she's a lovely little mover, so we'll no doubt get the idea. And now, while the jumps are being set up, we must say a grateful thanks to Mr. Jazza McCreary and Miss Tracy Horovin for keeping us all entertained with their display of motorcycling acrobatics. And of course, many thanks again to the Red Cross volunteers for their intervention coming to the rescue so promptly. Round of applause for Jazza and Tracy, everybody. Not sure they'll be able to hear you over the noise of the air ambulance, but well done, them. Ah, now we have our first rider entering the ring. A big hand for little Kara Grundy. Grundy, ladies and gentlemen, on pickles. Lovely round she goes, up to the first. No, that's a refusal. Oh dear. Never mind, our brave little lady's having another. Ah, no, another refusal. Gracious me. That's quite a lot of language from young Kira there. If you've got small children, maybe you could move them away from the ringside, or at least cover their ears. Never mind, Kira, let's try again at the culvert jump. No, Pickles doesn't seem to like that either. Ah, and Kira's taken off her riding hat and is jumping on it with both feet. Always frustrating. Let's see what's happening at the other end of the field. Ah, but now we can cross to my colleague Peter at the world's shortest flat race between the ice cream van and the limo across the green up to the shop. If you have small children, could you keep them close to you as we don't want any fatalities in the queue for the 99s? Are you ready for us, Peter? Yes, we're ready for you here. And they're off! What a lineup for you, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Tractor Work from the Grundy Stable, Lovely Darling, owned by Lillian Bellamy, I'm a Vegan by Mia Grundy, Dumb Blonde by Sabrina Thwaite, Red Trousers by Brian Aldridge, followed by Showtime by Linda Snell, written by... Goodness, written by Linda herself there. Look at her go, and the leaders are peeling off now. It's chilly time coming up on the outside with Right You Are and Hello You Too, Neck and Neck. Chilly time, written by Susan Carter there. Tabard, flapping in the wind. Chilly time's getting close to Married Man, Married Man, written by Shula Hebden Lloyd, one-handed, which is no mean feat. And Chilly Time seems to be snapping at Married Man's rump. There was a definite nip there and a kick. No, that wasn't the horses that were Susan actually kicking Shula Hebden Lloyd. Red trousers written by Brian Aldridge is coming up behind Dumb Blonde. Really got quite a turn of speed there and oh goodness me I'm not sure that's going to be allowed by the steward as Red Trousers is mounting Dumb Blonde as she runs along. Absolutely astonishing behaviour. She's not keen but Red Trousers is raring to go. Quite a seasoned performer old Red Trousers but clearly got a lot of go still in him. And we're into the final furlong at Chilly Times overtaken Married Man and Chilly Times Times made it across the line. Sigh of relief all round there. No, Chilly Times gone over to have another bite out of the married man, but the stewards are intervening. What a shame. There'll be another podcast up next week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. And if you give us a review, we will love you more than Justin and Lillian love money. And certainly more than they love each other. In the meantime, if you would like to contact us, you can email 
ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. And, uh, and please do, because we didn't even get an email from Tom Peach this week. We didn't. If you can imagine such a thing. Tom, are you all right? We're worried about you. Please drop us a line just to make sure that you're still alive and still doing okay. Anyway, and give us your comments or any questions for me, Mr. Newbie. Uh, we are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow him on Twitter at Newbie Couch. Uh, him. <laughs> and in the meantime, it's goodbye from all of us and have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. I thought Bye. I'd channel the two Ronnies then. From oh, is him. that what that was? You can... Good night, good night from him. Or which way round was it? It's good night from me and it's good night from him. Yeah. Or good night from him, good night from me. Yes. No, it was me and him, me wasn't and it? Him, yeah. So it's goodbye from Lucy. No, wait. Crying <laughs> out loud. <laughs> I've booted that, haven't I? <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.